O Lord, we seek your wisdom now, that we may understand your word for us today. Help us in our doubts and fears, guiding us by your gentle hand and reminding us of your steadfast love. By the power of your Holy Spirit, shine a light that will illumine our darkness, that as the read and your word proclaimed, that we may celebrate anew what you say to us this, and let God's people say, Amen. Our scripture reading for today comes from Jeremiah, chapter 1, verses 4 through 10. Now the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you, and before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. Then I said, Ah, Lord God, truly I do not know how to speak, for I am only a boy. But the Lord said to me, Say, I am only a boy, for you shall go to all to whom I send you, and you shall speak whatever I command you. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. Then the Lord put, his, put out his hand and touched my mouth, and the Lord said to me, Now I have put my word in my mouth. See, today I appoint you over nations and over kingdoms to pluck up and to pull down, to destroy and to overthrow, to build and to plant. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I was trying to decide how to start today's message to really think about the question, am I special? And I decided I would relate a story about a young man coming home from work. A young man came home from work and he had had a long day and he was tired. And as he was walking in, he saw one of his friends sitting out on the front steps, and it looked like she had fallen asleep outside. Now, he assumed that she had just been partying extra hard because she didn't have to work and expected to find more people like that inside with his roommate. When he got inside, everybody was just sort of sitting around watching a movie, and he thought, well, maybe she just had a hard day. And he went in, and he went to the bathroom, and he was cleaning up, and he decided to look around. Now, he usually did not inspect the bathroom every time that he was there. He was usually in, out, and done. But this time, he looked around. And in the trash, he found two large pill bottles. And they were empty. And he knew that when he had left the house that morning, they had been full. He rushed through the house and he ran outside and his friend was unconscious on the front steps. And as he carried her inside, he began barking orders to everybody there to get the car ready, to get her ready. And they put her in the back of the car and they got her to the hospital. And she lived. She had to have her stomach pumped, but she lived. Later, when he was finally allowed in to see her, he was able to ask why. She had had an argument 
with her boyfriend. And at the end of it, she was made to feel like she was not special, that she did not matter. And that feeling ripped her to her core. That if she didn't matter, why go on? I'm reminded in that story that someone took the time to notice. Someone took the time to see that something might be wrong. That he could have just as easily had gone in and decided to kick back and relax like everybody else and not given a second thought to what was going on. And I'm reminded of how often there isn't someone there to notice. You are special. We see in Jeremiah that Jeremiah feels that maybe he is not special. That maybe he doesn't matter. Maybe he's the wrong guy. That he's only a boy. He shouldn't be given this big task. But what the Bible reminds us of constantly, and what we often gloss over, is that the people that God calls are very flawed people. They are not perfect people who have done everything right, and they are rewarded to be God's messengers. They're people like Abraham, who, to be honest, is a little bit of a coward and a little bit of a trickster that he even pretends his own wife is his sister to be able to save his own skin. It doesn't get much better when we have Jacob tricking his brother to be able to steal his birthright. It doesn't get much better when we get to Moses. That before he is called to lead the Israelites to salvation, he kills a man. And he abandons his people, and he goes to flee and live away from all of them. We see it in the judges. That if you remember the story of Samson, Samson had many issues. And his lady troubles end up being his downfall. We know of the great King David and his many flaws as well. God chooses flawed people to remind us that he isn't searching for perfect people to carry out his will. He is searching for flawed people who are willing to listen. The Bible is a constant reminder that God is telling these people, yes, you can You may not think you are good enough, but I do. You may not think you are special, but I do. That I have known you since the very beginning, and I know your innermost being, and I still love you. Are uniquely you. It saddens me to know that In many ways, the idea of being unique and the idea of being special gets turned into an insult at times. 
a common one to see being thrown around is participation trophies and saying, well, you're not special enough to be given something for trying. Another one is snowflake. Usually thrown around to say, how dare you think that you are special? My reply is, how dare anyone think you are special? That the story that has brought you to this point in your life is yours and yours alone. And it's a story that we are called to share. Because the thing is, is that we are not just called to read God's Word and then sit alone and ponder it. We are also called to think about God's Word and we're called to experience it with others. And part of that experience is sharing in our experiences. That your journey and my journey aren't the same, but your journey can tell me something about God that I might be missing. And my journey might be able to tell you something about God that you're missing. Just we of us being part of the body, it's because each part of the body is uniquely special in their gifts and their experience and what they have to offer. We aren't called to the table so that we can all be conformed to be the same. We are called to the table to be reminded that we are all unique parts of one body. Just as even I know my face is not symmetrical, it's that difference that makes it easier to remember. It's knowing that my right hand and my left hand are very different. They have different skills and different abilities, but I need them both. Because they're special. Because they have a purpose. So often we forget our own purpose. And in the search for it, we turn inward and we begin diving so far inward, we forget that maybe that purpose isn't something that we're going to find in here. Maybe it's something we're going to find out there. That maybe what we have been called for is to help somebody else. That maybe what we've been called for is to bear witness to God in our own unique way. Because I know my life isn't like any of your lives. And there's so much I can learn from each and every one of you. And there's so much I can learn from people that I haven't met yet. But the only way I can learn is if I learn to love them. And the only way I can understand their experience is to listen. And remember... God puts his word into the mouths of people who think that they are unworthy to speak it. God gives a voice to people who think that their voice should never be heard. God gives hope to the hopeless, sight to the blind, hearing to the deaf, speech to the mute. With God, all things are possible. But we have to remember and remind each other that we are worth it. That we are unique. That we are special. Because I can tell you right here, right now, you are special enough for Christ to go to a cross and die for you. Not so that you'd feel guilty about it. 
not so you'd beat yourself up and say, I'm not worthy, but that you could know just how worthy and how special and how great you are. And how great you can be. And how much others need to know your experience with God. The young woman, from the story I started with today, last I heard of, she was living, had a son, and she was doing well, living the best life she can, helping others the best she can, and being a good friend. And I think about what a loss it would have been. What a loss it would have been if her friend hadn't taken the time to notice and if her friends hadn't taken the time to help build her back up. To remind her that she was special no matter what other people may have thought. And she can bear witness to that today. We can't let our brothers and sisters fall through the cracks. We can't let them get lost and feel that they aren't special and that they aren't worthy. Because they are. But it means that we remind ourselves that we are special and we are worthy. And we share with each other our struggles and our joys. We share with each other how God has impacted our lives, that we may understand how God impacts the lives of others. Not that we may tear each other down, but that we may may build each other up. That as we are invited to this table, we are invited as the body of Christ, each one of us special, each one of us belonging, each one of us having purpose. Because together we become one body redeemed by the blood, saved in grace. Let us be God's love and God's mercy, and let us show God's grace in all that we are. Because you are uniquely you. And in God's eyes, all his children are special. Amen.